Okay, blessed and good morning to everyone. I've heard the expression spoken to me from people who are suffering. I have trust issues. I've heard it um, from people that have been wounded with encounters with other people in relationships. And it leads to wounds that cannot heal very easily. And trust, trusting other people. Especially when we've been betrayed or we've been hurt in some way by others. We can lead to this um, woundedness that takes a great deal of healing over the years. So we're allowed to trust other people. In today's gospel and our Old Testament reading, we kind of hear about two groups of people, one a prophet of the Old Testament and one the apostles were having difficulty trusting God. That can happen to us, I suppose, too. In this first reading, to give you a little context about this prophet Habakkuk. He's a prophet of the Old Testament about 600 years before our Lord's time. He, we really don't know much about him other than he's received a call from the Lord to prophesy. He writes this book, and it's a dialogue. It's one of the shortest books in the Bible. It's three chapters long. He has a dialogue with God. And he's living in a time where the, the people of Israel are experiencing great success, great wealth, great military power, but they succumb to idolatry. And there's many people that are prideful and greedy. And society is starting to collapse during Habakkuk's time. And he sees this. He sees this collapse coming and the neighboring country is starting to attack them. The Babylonians are coming and they're starting to attack. And Habakkuk has this cry to the Lord, a cry of the heart, where he says, Lord, I see all this violence around me. I see all this suffering. And you do not intervene. Why are the bad guys winning here? Why are they succeeding? And why are we being punished? Habakkuk is given this prophetic insight by the Lord to explain to him because Habakkuk doesn't trust God. Habakkuk doesn't see the big picture. In our own country, in our own lives perhaps, we're suffering. Definitely in our country and in the world, we see all the war going on and we see all the dysfunction in our own country, violence in our own streets, violence against the unborn. And we might say the similar thing, Lord, how long? Do you not see this? What are you going to do about it? Habakkuk is given this vision, this vision of what God has in store for the people of Israel. He tells Habakkuk, Basically, I know what I'm doing here, and this is what I'm doing. I'm telling you that the Babylonians, these people, these foreigners, who are very bad people, are going to come into your country, 
and destroy it. They're going to destroy it and there'll be a remnant left. A remnant that is faithful to me. And then in my own time, I'm going to have the Babylonians destroyed for their evil. He's taking this great evil that's going on and he's turning good into it. This is God's prerogative and his providential will and his providence. But Habakkuk gets this insight. He needs this. Very often, we would like to have that kind of prophetic insight, but yet we don't. We're called to trust. Trust the Lord, even though we can't see what's coming. In our own country, this is what we're called to do as Christians. We get another insight in our gospel reading today. We have this interaction with our Lord and the apostles. Today's reading just jumps into it where the apostles say, Lord, increase our faith. Now you might wonder why they're asking for an increase of faith. Right before this passage, our Lord is talking to the apostles and he's saying about forgiveness. If your brother sins against you seven times in one day, and ask for forgiveness seven times in that day, you are to forgive him seven times. To perfectly forgive your, whoever sins against you. And the apostles hear this, and they, they know this, this is as difficult as it gets. So they say, Lord, increase our faith. We, we can't do this. So they're asking for this increase of faith. They don't really trust God's providence here either. They have trust issues. So our Lord, he says some very interesting things. He says, if only you had the faith the size of a little mustard seed, you'd be able to uproot a mulberry tree with its great roots, cast it into the sea and plant it. It's a very strange thing to say. He's talking about this little amount of faith that's required, this trust, this little amount of trust that you have that you can do beautiful and great things with it. And then he goes on to talk about a servant, really a slave, about how the slave is out in the fields. He's working all day long. And then he comes into the master's house. And it seems a little counterintuitive but our Lord says that the master should expect this servant to serve him, even though he's tired, even though he's probably hungry, that this servant, should, the slave, should come into the house and serve the master. And then he says at the end that the, the servant should say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. Our Lord is teaching the, the apostles and ourselves Something about trust, mainly that God has bestowed in us by our baptism all the faith that we need. All the faith that we need to serve him and to serve our neighbor and to even get to heaven with those graces. In baptism, we receive all the graces that we need to be the saints that we're called to be. We are infused with faith. We're infused with hope. 
We're infused with charity. And then we're infused with the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all the strength that we need to live a life of moral virtue. These are things that are infused at baptism, whether we remember it as a little baby or we're baptized as an adult. God is entrusting to us this power, the sacred power. We hear about it from St. Paul when he's speaking to Timothy. He said, the Christian life is not about cowardice. It's about power. Power to serve. Power to do what God wants us to. And we exchange a trust with God through the baptism. Our Lord here, in talking to the apostles, is saying, I trust you because of the faith that you have, even though it may be small, to do beautiful and great things. To go out into all the world and sanctify it. Perhaps even giving up your life as a martyr, as a witness to my love. God trusts us by our baptism to live a life of holiness. St. Teresa of Avila, the great mystic, great doctor of the church, has these beautiful words about what God entrusts to us. She says, Christ has no body on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassionately on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Christ has no body on earth but yours. He's hitting at this point that it's our mission, it's our responsibility to live a life of holiness and sanctify the world through the gifts that God has given us. We need to trust God. We need to trust God that his grace is sufficient for us to do what he has called us to do. There's many people in the world that are hurting today. We're called to be Christ to them. Many people that are suffering do we trust God? Do we trust, even when we can't see the big picture, even when we're suffering, can we listen to the Lord, trust him, and be the saints that we're called to be? Not easy. You can see why the apostles struggled. Habakkuk, the prophet, struggled. But they came to trust the Lord. The apostles, especially after the resurrection, when the Lord rose from the dead, they finally got it, that they could trust him. This is our calling. This is our calling, to be saints. We're given the grace through baptism. We're given the grace to strengthen it through the holy sacrifice of the Mass and receiving the blessed sacrament and all the other sacraments to strengthen us on our journey. This is our calling be saints. Do we trust the Lord? Do we trust him? Trust his providential care for us.